0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Be A Warrior podcast. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Well, hey everyone, and welcome back to Be A Warrior podcast. And if you're a first timer, Welcome. Thank you for being here. And no, this is not my normal location. If you are watching on YouTube, I am actually traveling. I am um, actually this is um, Boston back here. This is MIT's campus, and um, I am I just got in this evening. Long day going from Phoenix to the East Coast, but I am here, and I am excited to um, talk to you today about what I'm doing here. Next week, I'll be able to delve more into it because I have no idea what it's going to be like since I just got in here today. But before I get moving on to that, I hope you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving. And I cannot believe we are coming to an end of another year. I have We're closing in. Um, Season 3 is coming to an end. And uh, looking forward to Season 4 and what that will hold as I go into... My fifth year of being an amputee, um, coming up here in December. I can't believe it's been five years. It feels like just yesterday, and everything that I have done and, and experienced and the people that I've met have just made the last five years go by so fast. And for those of you listening that are a part of my life, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting my journey. Thank you for supporting my... My my podcast and my social media, you know, like I always say that, you know, I do this a lot of the times I'm talking through things that I'm going through for my own self-reflection and it helps me. And if it can just help one other person that's listening to my podcast, then I am a happy person because all I want to do is be able to give back and hope that what things I can bring to light and talk about makes somebody feeling Um, alone not alone anymore and somebody who's struggling realize that it can get better it will get better with time with energy and with support and so if you're here for the first time thank you please subscribe to listen so you don't miss an episode Um, I try my hardest to get um, something out weekly but I am a wife and mom first and foremost And so sometimes best laid plans don't work. Um, I'm actually ecstatic that I got here today. Two hour time changed. I have to get up tomorrow morning early to do what I came here to do. And I'm like, I got to get this podcast out. I need to do this. I need to stay targeted because as the holidays get closer and Christmas and travel, I, I have a harder time getting this going. So if you're here for the first time, awesome. Please like and subscribe to my YouTube channel, to this podcast, wherever you're listening from. So why am I in Boston? And if you can't tell, I'm in my hotel room. This is my very first solo trip. I think ever. I may be wrong, but I know it's my first solo trip as an amputee. And that, to me, says a lot. Like, when it first happened to me, there was so many unknowns and uncertainties going through airports and luggage and medical bags and all that stuff. And I thought, you know what, I want to share this journey with you guys. And I've been trying to figure out how I want to... um, I don't know, a video record or uh, or write up the things I'm going through this next five days. So I'm here in Boston. I'm actually in Cambridge, just off the uh, MIT campus, or I think right in the midst of it. Uh, I got in when it was dark. It's been a very long day. Got in when it was dark and um, you know, left when I got up this morning, it was pitch black out. And, Got to the airport early just to make sure I had plenty of time and now it's dark here and it is so much colder here than it is in Phoenix. So I'm enjoying it, but I'm definitely happy that I'm in my hotel room. Had a long wait for an Uber at the airport, which was crazy. But I thought what I wanted to do today is tell you why I'm here. Um, give you something to think about like and hopefully get excited about to hear what it's all about next week when I have all the data and information and can tell you what I did. Um, But I am here on MIT's campus to do a gait study, like gait as in walking gait. I had seen that they were in need for candidates Um, I didn't have the amount of time required, supposedly, but I reached out to him anyways because I was so excited. This summer we came on to Harvard's campus and then came over to MIT. Um, I really wanted to get on and see their biomedical engineering um, building and get in there, but the day we were here this summer, it was pouring rain, like literally just across the street over there, over there behind that building, there was a Starbucks and we were sitting in the Starbucks watching it just downpour. So it kind of nixed us walking around. Um, so I never got to. But tomorrow morning, I get to go into their media lab and work on gate study. And so I'm so excited about this and had this opportunity. Like I said, I've never traveled alone. I have been with my husband since we were 17 and, or he'll tell you, he was 16, I was 17, I robbed the cradle, and I can't remember a time I ever traveled alone. Even when he was on a trip and I would travel to meet him, we had children, and I would travel uh, adult alone with two little ones in, in tow, but this is the first time I am doing something that's not going home to visit family, and it's actually work, um, but it's giving back and I'm so excited. So I'm here to do that. I have Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, um, because I am recording this Tuesday night and you are listening to it Wednesday. So when you hear this, I am gonna be in their lab working on a gait study. They wanna see how I walk right now with the leg I have, and I guess they have products they've been working on and tweaking and they're going to put those on me and then they're going to line me up with like, there's going to be green screens and those little electrodes that kind of monitor where my gate is. And I don't know what I'm doing, but like eight hours a day for three days. And so I'm so excited about it. So that is why I'm on the East Coast freezing. my took us off, um, but enjoying this beautiful hotel that they set me up in. I just enjoyed my first alone meal um, for a mom who homeschooled eating alone out in public is a very strange thing I have to tell you I have never done that and it is bizarre. So anyways I thought today I would talk a little bit more in detail about traveling alone and the fact that um, you know I don't I didn't need to do it ever before but I know I can and I feel confident in it. I wanted to share some of the things that help. Um, I've had a couple women who have started to want to travel as amputees, and they've reached out to me on the nuances of of the airports and what you need to do and what you shouldn't do. So I'm going to take you through what I bring, and so you know um, a little bit about being an amputee and and getting around because it's not it's not really that convenient. Um, I was just looking at my shower. In this room, and it is a tub, which means I have to try to figure out how to sit and spin to get in the shower, and then I'm, you know, without my leg, so then I have to make sure that I'm careful in the shower that I don't slip and fall. And the hardest part is usually doing my hair because I don't want soap on my face. So then I'm closing my eyes, and if you know anything about balance, if you stand on one leg, close your eyes, you tend to lose your your balance, right? So. Shower tonight should be interesting. But uh, again, I've traveled enough to know how to get in and out of every single shower possible. So let's, let's zoom back to last night. I actually, for the first time in my life, packed prior to 5 o'clock last night before my husband got home from work so I could enjoy the last few days or a few hours with him. Um, it's very weird. He travels a lot for his work, but I have never left him. Um, so this was really weird, awkward, and I felt bad. Like, I'm, I'm sad that I'm not with him, not with my pup. And my kids are back at school, so he's home alone. Um, left him with some food, so that's good. Feed the feed everybody. But last night I packed all my clothes up. I packed probably more than I needed to, but I knew it was going to be cold. And so, what I have in my suitcase that fits in a carry on but then I also can transfer to my big check bag, which is what I brought here because I did bring a winter coat and gloves and sweatshirts and jackets and pants and boots. And I mean, I had it all. Um, I carry with me at all times, collapsible crutches. Um, They just pop apart. So I have three parts. They pretty much take up half of a carry on. So it's really hard for me to successfully do just carry on um, without a little help from, like, my husband. Sometimes he'll take something of mine to put in his bag because between that and my makeup bag, that's, like, more than half of my, my carry-on. So I usually am the one that has the one check bag that we all have to wait for so that I can put those on, especially in winter er- is Oh, excuse me. But I always bring crutches, <clears throat> and I always have my medical bag and then I always make sure that I have the right, you know, socks and stuff because of the shoes I'm wearing. Um, but there's nothing magical about like what I bring besides the crutches. Um, I do bring, I keep in my, <laughs> I keep in my big bag, my crutches. I keep in there a long um, shoehorn because like right now I'm wearing boots that would be almost impossible for me to get on when I can't reach my leg all the way. and pull and push at the same time. Shoehorn is a must. And um, <clears throat> I, I always keep um, hiking sticks just in case, because we do a lot of outdoor travel. And so I always want to make sure I have hiking sticks with me. And so my husband bought me a pair of collapsible ones that fit in the front pocket of my check bag. The key to traveling though as an amputee is the medical bag. Um, my medical bag is a bag that I keep with me at all times, at home and when I travel. It's always in my car. And then if it's not in my car, it's on my back, cause I'll take it, this, that's the same bag I take hiking, um, where I can put my water in and I have first aid stuff and all the things that I need in case something happens to my leg. And it's also the bag that I can just, um, lug around onto an airplane with me. So if you don't know this, you know how you get carry-on and a personal item? Well, your medical bag doesn't count as either one of those. So I can have my carry-on, which I brought, my medical bag, and my purse. So I get three things. And I have had some people that work at the airport securities um, get kind of snotty with me because they're like, you have three things, you can't be on the airplane with that. And I'm like, this is my medical bag. Oh, and they get real short. So you have to know your what your rights are as a, an amputee. Or if you are struggling with something medical that you need um, medicines and things like that. In my backpack, I have the bag liner that I use to put my leg on. I cannot put my leg on without it, so I must have it. I have my charging cord because my leg is electronic. It's like my phone, it gets plugged in every night. So that has to be in there. I have even a small shoehorn in there. I have salves and like Neosporin and salves for any places I might wear a raw mark, Um, especially if I'm out in a big city walking around like I will be the next few days. Um, I wanna make sure I can protect my skin from wear and tear. It has probably more than I need in there. It's got, you know, my reading glasses. It has lip gloss. It has gum. Um, but the, the big things really are, oh, and then I also have a, a baggie of small liquids, which are, I have an alcohol water spray bottle that helps me clean out my liner when I take it off. And when I say my liner, my socket, because I don't wear liners, it's sweaty skin inside my socket. So I spray that every night. It has WD-40, so I don't turn into the Tin Man, um, and if I have a squeaky point or a something that's catching, I can spray a little WD-40 in the joint. It has the air blowing, like for keyboards, because a lot of times we'll travel places, well, Phoenix is filled with dust and dirt, but if we go to the beach or whatever too um, when we travel... Um, blowing out sand and grit and dirt that might get in the joint and and screw up my electronics Um, so those those things are in there now i also keep with me and this is important and i always have to remember this because i i did screw this up once through security i usually have a knife and like pepper spray because like i said this is my backpack i take in my car it goes with me hiking it's always with me And uh, you can't go through security with a knife. Just so you know, they take it. Um, I did lose one knife. Uh, It was a nice knife. I was really disappointed um, to lose that, but you learn. And so, you know, I go through and make sure there's nothing in there. But if the liquids are in there and they get called because they're more than three ounces, they have to let you through with it, but they will test it to make sure it's okay to go through and not something that's going to make a plane blow up. So, you know, usually my rubbing alcohol and water will get flagged. And I tell you, every time is different. Every single security is different. Even in the same airport, it's different from time to time. This time I went through, I left really, really early for the airplane, um, for the airport, because I was worried that if there was any glitches or any problems with security, I had plenty of time and I wouldn't be rushing to drag my bag behind me and get to the, um, the gate. And of course, this time, nothing got flagged. Everything went through. It took me longer to go through security than my bags. <laughs> so, and there's liquids and there's wrenches. I have, and that was the other thing I forgot. I have two different types of wrenches um, to deal with my leg. If I have to loosen it or change it up or whatever, I have Allen wrenches and then a regular wrench. Um, that wrench usually gets flagged. They Someone always takes it out, looks at it, looks at me, and I'm like, my leg... Um, I usually go, if you can't see me, um, I usually go in either shorts or like tonight jeans where the one leg is cut off. Because when I get to security, I don't want someone saying, you need to take your shoes off. Um, As an amputee, I do not have to take my shoes off in security. And I have actually told people that, that have told me you have to take your shoes off. I'm like, not as an amputee. And it it usually shuts them up. Um, I don't try to be rude, but I can always usually tell when someone's giving me sass at security. And um, it's just embarrassing when they make a big stink about it. And it's like, how do they not all have the same rules and regulations, right? Um, But this way, I don't have to pull up my pant leg. I've traveled maybe twice ever in the last five years with jeans on where you couldn't see my leg and... I've, I've been told, take your shoes off, and I have to pull my pant up and say I don't have to. And they're like, oh, okay. When you go through security, that's the beauty of being an amputee. You don't have to take your shoes off, and you just have to know that on the other side, you will have that swab that they do. They'll do your hands. They'll do the whole prosthetic. They'll do your shoes. That is what they're supposed to do. I will tell you a secret. Today in Phoenix, they did not do my shoes, which is a first, a first in five years. And, you know, we travel, I would say, half a dozen times a year on an airplane. So that was crazy um, to have that happen. But she was also new, and she was like, okay, you're fine. So once you go through, just be prepared to be swabbed down. They're going to check that and make sure that there's nothing weird with your leg and then off on on your way you go some things you can remember i am at a point where i i walk up to security i walk through security for the longest time i didn't um based on which airport i was in like park city is a huge it's a huge walk um to get from point a to b Chicago O'Hare is a long walk as well. So if you're rough, having a rough time with walking too far a distance, use, use their wheelchair support systems. Those are great. One, it gets you and whoever's with you straight through security. You get someone who, who wheels you, your family's right behind you, and everyone goes through with that, that person through security lickety-split. You get really used to that and you get spoiled and that's the way you want it to be all the time now um i have now started to with my husband he'll be like i got you a wheelchair i'm like i don't need a wheelchair i'm like i'm fine i'm walking through i need the exercise anyways i'm going be sitting on my butt in an airplane anyways and if you get there early enough you can take your time walking and that's what i did today i had like an hour and a half um, after security until my plane boarded So use the wheelchair. Um, A lot of times at SkyCap, you can actually ask for a wheelchair there and they will line it up for you. Um, I know like in Chicago O'Hare, they'll give you a blue card or a number and you go sit and there's a designated waiting space for people needing wheelchairs. And it's great. It's quick. You just sit there and you wait your turn. Phoenix is a little different. I will literally... A couple years ago would sit there and look and there'd be lines of people in wheelchairs waiting for their attendance to get there and I'm like I am not waiting I'm faster than what that would be and we'll just walk through as a family and today you know what I had my big huge bag I had my roller other roller bag and I had my backpack and my purse in my backpack and I just got myself up to the check-in line checked my bag and walked all the way to my gate through security. Everything went without a hitch. It was fabulous. And then the next key is once you get there, if you are in a wheelchair, you will automatically get to pre-board, which is wonderful because you want to take your time. You don't want to rush. And if you're like me, I always have like all my stuff in my bag and then I get to my seat and then I'm pulling things out that I want for the trip, repacking and throwing things up above. Well, I hate making people wait and I don't want to be shoved in and then I can't get my bag up above. So usually pre-boarding with a wheelchair, even today, um, I just went up to the front desk and I'm like, Hey, listen, is it okay? And I pointed to my leg. I'm like, is it okay if I pre board after these wheelchairs? And they're like, yeah, no problem. So ask for those things because it gives you a chance to calmly walk down the ramp or get wheeled down get out and and take your time walking to your seat you know don't be afraid to use that as for as an advantage because it does take a little bit more time and you those ramps a couple of them are really long and they they'll drop so if you're not good at riding down a ramp um, you want to take your time so you don't trip and fall because that would be the last thing they want to see too so that's what happened with me today um, like I said, it was it went without a hitch. It was a great flight. Met a wonderful lady next to me that we talked for quite a while. Um, she had been visiting people in Phoenix and was coming home to New Hampshire, and so we just um, hung out, talked. Um, it was just it was really nice. Like I'm used to just sitting by my family, so I'll talk to my family, and then we all kind of plug in with our AirPods and kind of zone out. Um, So it was kind of nice to meet somebody new and um, the only glitch I had was freezing my butt off waiting for Ubers to pick me up because I had two Ubers drop me at the airport. So I'm sitting outside, didn't want to move my bags back in because it is hard to carry two rollers behind you and not hit your leg. Um, I almost tripped myself once because I got it too close to my foot. So I sat outside and waited for about 20 minutes, 25 minutes in the dark and in the very, very cold air. Um, Got a little bit of a chill, so I was happy to come to a nice warm room. I have a great view as you can see. Um, If you're watching, it's a beautiful out here. Um, I don't know if I can change my avenue. Look at this. Isn't that just gorgeous? Look at the, I think that's a pickleball court and some beautiful, colorful lighting there. Um but yeah, I'm really excited. So tomorrow morning I start doing my um this gate study. Um I have no idea what to expect, but I'm excited. And that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. Like I always tell you guys that the reason I do this podcast is I'm hoping it'll help somebody that's listening that just needs a little boost and a little positivity. I hope I'm positive enough. Um but I tell you that there is nothing better and in, in helping you forget about your own woes and concerns than helping somebody else um, I know a couple ladies that have started reaching out to help other amputees already and they're brand new amputees themselves if you are in a place where you can it is so rewarding to be able to be a voice for someone that is struggling and this is a whole new level of help that I am getting to experience this week. I'm so excited. I can't even tell you how excited I am for this experience. One, to be able to learn to travel by myself, which never happens, like I said, to to know that I can do that. That is another level of independence that makes me so excited about the journey I'm on. And something that you can look forward to. If you're struggling now, you can do it. I know you can. Someday you'll ditch the crutches or the cane and you'll be able to carry your own bags on. I know you will. Just keep plugging forward. I mean, look at me. Five almost 5 years and I'm finally getting an opportunity to to test myself, you know, and fly. But I'm also excited because what I believe this program is here doing is, they're very big into creating um, prosthetics, prosthesis for um, amputees and bettering the product so that we can get more advanced technology out. And I'm really kind of hoping that that's what this is all about. Seeing what I have here, which is a really good top-of-the-line Autobot product, but I can't wait to see. I'm actually kind of nervous. I'm worried that these might be even better, um, and then I won't be able to have them. So I'm a little nervous about loving what I get to put on. But I get to try out some of their products that they're working on, and and then seeing how it works with my gait and where I'm at in life um, as an amputee. So there's I mean I don't even know what's going to happen I just know that it's going to be cold right now because I got to bring shorts with me and I can't even imagine tomorrow's going to be like I think they said it's going to feel like 18 tomorrow morning when I'm out there walking um, to the um, building and it's about a seven minute walk so it's not too far Um, but I'm looking forward to that and I'm really excited about sharing with you next week all about what I got to do and I'm hoping, cross my fingers, that they'll let me take pictures and there'll be some photos and videos that I can do so that I can share what I was doing with you all on my social media, on Facebook and Instagram and, and probably TikTok. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm here doing in Boston. Um, I just, I was just looking forward to sharing with you that traveling alone for the first time is very rewarding, that you can do it. And I'm hoping you found some of this to be enlightening on what you do. What I really need to do is do a video and and pull out everything that's in my backpack so you can see exactly what I pack and keep with me at all times so that no matter the circumstance, like you never know. Um, I had one time I was out hiking and I had my backpack and this was probably a couple years ago and it was hot, it's Phoenix. And I remember getting to the top and I had sweat so much in a socket that I was, I was still in the phase of outgrowing my sockets. And so if I was shrinking while I was walking and sweating, it would start to turn and, and feel loose. And I do remember, I have a picture of me at the top of a mountain with my leg in my hand. I had to take it off. I had to take a towel, which I do keep a, one of those wet, dry towels in there um, and had to wipe it all out and refit my leg to make the rest of the hike. So, you know, you never know when you're going to need something like that. I've had things start to come loose. I didn't realize that my screw was not tightened in one time. So I needed my Allen wrenches. I mean, there's just, you prepare for all the things that could happen or go wrong and have that with you packed at all times. Like I never unpack it unless I'm getting a new backpack. And I'm on backpack number two in five years not even five years, because I didn't have my prosthesis in December of, of 18. I had it in uh, April of 19. So, you know, four and a half years, and I've gone through two backpacks just because I beat the crap out of them. Um, they get sweaty, they get dirty, um, they get worn out, and they look just nasty. So um, I'll do a video on that one of these days and show you exactly what's in it. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed um, this information on what I carry with me, how I travel, and and i'm really excited because my husband is actually going to come out and hang with me in the cold east coast weather um for just a couple days at the end of the week so we'll get to enjoy friday night together and saturday tooling around a little bit before we head back to phoenix so he's got a short trip in um because i'll be working all day friday in their lab um, but we'll have the evening but um i hope that you had a wonderful thanksgiving with your family and i hope you are healthy and happy and, you know, um, I have a challenge on the table right now. If you were listening to the last two weeks of podcasting um, and if you've looked at my social media, the Fierce and on Fire Challenge, I will tell you right now that I've already put in over 100 miles since I started that two and a half, no, three weeks ago. Um, so I'm going to double mine up and see if I can get 200 miles by by December 31st. You can register um, my instagram be a warrior 360 in the bio has the link if you want to actually register to get a virtual race medal Um, this is a virtual challenge so you don't have to be with me and you don't have to walk or run you can swim you can bike you can hike you can row you can um, surf you can ski whatever it takes to get you active my goal for everybody was try to give yourself 30 minutes a day of being active, 30 minutes a day where you stop the the insanity of the end of the year, when everybody's hustling and bustling and there's so much to do that you have lost sight of your own health. And I wanna challenge each and every one of you to get out and be healthy. Do something that keeps your sanity, makes you happy, it um, gives you um, a different perspective on things. Sometimes we get carried away. Um, when I say that, I'm talking to myself. And we start to take care of our friends and our family better during the holidays and forget about our routines, forget about what we need, and say, well, when January comes, I'll do that. Don't wait till January. Start your healthy habit now so you don't overeat or overindulge during the holidays and then feel like you have to do a new year's resolution because if you've listened to my past ones i do not believe in new year's resolutions i think they're um an epic way to um bomb a a goal that you've set for yourself so start now don't make it a new year's resolution that you keep saying "I'll, i'll start tomorrow i'll start tomorrow start now start today 30 minutes of activity do what you need to do to be active and whatever it takes. And if you do 15 minutes of exercise, even if it's band work because you are stuck in a wheelchair or stuck in your chair at home because you're laid up with an infection or some sickness or illness, you can still stretch a band. You can still do upper body activity. If you can do 15 minutes, count that as a mile and try to hit 100 miles by December 31st. I know you can do it. So join me on the Fierce and On Fire challenge. And if you go to my Instagram, be a warrior 360, b a warrior 360, you'll see that I have a channel called Fierce and On Fire. Join me on that channel and I will throw positivity and things your way to keep you motivated. Um, let's do this together. Let's do this and, and get healthy for the new year before the new year starts, right? And, um, and start today. Anyways, I cannot wait to report back to you next week about what I did this week. Um, look for things on my, my social media. I'm going to try to post what I can if they allow me to take pictures in their lab. And um, until next week, be healthy, be happy, be you.